we pray? Lord Jesus, thank you for this day, a wonderful day that you have given. Lord, open our hearts, Lord, and maybe as we hear your word, may your word arise within us as a light to show us the way and to make us understand your way and walk in it, Lord. Thank you, Lord, as we see this book of Job, Lord, again, May it be a mighty blessing, Lord, to us. Bless this time of Lord meditation of your word. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord is good to all who trust in Him, who are pure in heart, who are seeking Him. Amen. The Lord is always good. And uh, I believe this book of Job, as we see, will be a great blessing to our hearts. In the first verse of the first chapter of Job, we see it starts saying like this, there was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and that man was blameless and upright, and one who feared God and shunned evil. Shunned means turned away from evil. Every time evil came towards him to tempt him, to test him, he, Job turned again, no, 180 degree towards the other side and went in the opposite direction. Every time evil came towards him. Amen? We see that God was searching just for one man. As we see, this is the first book of the entire Bible. We have Genesis as the first book according to the chronology of the Bible. When we see, you know, uh, based on the timing in which the book were written and it was passed on, we see the book of Job to be the first book of the Bible. It uh, not might have been uh, passed on to Moses, who might have kept, you know, these precious books, or it might have come to the hand of Israelites through some other means. But Moses, no, nearly 1500 years before Jesus was re receiving from God the first five books of the Bible, what we call as scripture, the word of God. Job was a man who literally lived around the time of Abraham and before, even before that. And we see, it is not just the nation of Israel that God was looking after, but God was looking beyond the boundaries of the nation of Israel. Amen? That means, today, He is looking for you and for me. And we see the job he, uh, here in the sight of God was an excellent man. If God could tell about our lives like the life of Job, I think it will be a great thing. <laughs> we never know how, now, when God will say something like that to us. We never know. Sometimes we think like Moses, you know, in the wilderness, Lord, I am not ready. I am not ready for uh, uh, either speaking your word or living your word. But then someday God comes to meet us face to face and says, You are the man I have chosen. You are the man I have found out. And what happens? Our entire life gets turned around. And as we say, as as we see the Lord, our life never 
becomes the same. Like that, Job also realized that God has called him. And he was a man who was blameless and right and one who feared God and shunned evil. See, sometimes, you know, when people do all the evil, when people, you know, uh, say, this is okay to do, compromise, you know, to do some sin or some evil, it is okay. God, uh, no, God doesn't uh, see that much. Actually, I believe Satan is trying to convince us that God is not seeing us. But if we see, actually, God is seeing us, whether we realize it or not. Amen? Many times, when we do not realize that He is seeing, that's when He is seeing. Amen? And uh, see, as I already told you, you know, it is like a camera that is fixed within a room or within a shop. We go on a fine day in the morning and we want to buy something in the shop. And we just go and take whatever we want and just one by one we start taking. And then we don't realize near us somebody, one fellow who wants to, you know, take something and want to rob it, might have taken something and puts in his pocket. And you see that nobody is watching. We might think like that. But from there, one of the shop fellow who might have been watching might have already seen that. And even if that fellow tries to go out, he will be caught. And mostly, no, there is a strip that is put in all the all the things nowadays, small, small strips. And uh, once we try to go out, a buster will be there. That will start busting. And what happens? Hey, somebody has gone taking something from inside the shop. They immediately find the person and they take him and warn him and might even find him or take him to the police station. Why I am telling uh, this example is we may not realize some of the times no, that God is watching. But God is watching our lives. God is looking into our heart. Namely, He sees what is going, in our, uh, uh, going on in our heart. And He delights when he sees that we are blameless. Blameless means before God we stand alright. We stand perfect by our faith in the cleansing sacrifice of Jesus. It's not in our own self. Amen. When we believe in Jesus, what happens? We stand blameless like Job. We see all the sacrifices that were done in the Old Testament times, during the Old Testament times, were a foreshadow of what Christ is going to do on Calvary. Amen. We look back to Calvary, they look forward to Calvary. Amen. That's why, uh, no, Job said, I know my Redeemer will come. He will come. He will justify me. See, even today, as we face a lot of difficulties, we might think, uh, no, uh, we might see others and think, uh, what is this? We are the only person uh, no, to fear God and uh, no, live for Him. We might think like that. But it is true that we might be the only person who might fear God and shun evil. And God will be watching our lives wherever we go. We might be walking somewhere, we might be no, going somewhere, seeing something. Job said like this, See, I have made a covenant with my eyes. 
that I will not look on a young girl lustfully. Is it a problem for men? Is there anybody free from no, seeing lustfully on the opposite gender? I don't think so. Only when we die, actually we will be free from it. But when we fear God, what, what we will do is, we, we will make a covenant with our eyes, like Job. No? That we will, I choose not to look lustfully that way. I choose. Because I fear the Lord, I want to live for Him. Because the Lord is seeing my life, I don't want to look like that. I don't want to, no? Lustfully see another girl or a woman or anybody. Lustfully, I don't want to see. We do it because we fear God. It's a choice. It's a choice that God gives. And when it is a uh, good choice, God honors it. We may not have realized that He is seeing, but He is seeing. At the right time, He will honor. And see here uh, in the second verse of first chapter of Job, we see he had seven sons, three daughters were born to him. It's a big family. Ten children. Very big family. In today's time, you know, one or two, two children, more than enough people say, because of that. Now, kind of uh, uh, population that is there. A lot of people today in our world. Uh, how, many, how many people are there in the world today? There are uh, no around uh, the estimate is nearly 7 crore has become. Now if we see 2000 years all the time now in, the, in this earth the population have always been no within a limit. I mean, the population that we have attained from for the last century is all the number of people who ever lived for the past thousand nine hundred years. Think about it. Why suddenly there is a population explosion that is happening? we see to the word of God, we are in a time that is called as the time of the end. And one of the, one of the uh, in our, uh, Daniel, no final chapter he, where he says, uh, many will go to and fro, he was telling that there will be a population explosion that everybody will, be, uh, will start to travel from one side of the world to the other. In those days, we see you now Paul in his life, the, the journey he used to plan, he used to pray, and when he would start the journey, uh, he, he, there was the only means of going to the other continent was by ship. Mostly when he started, he always went some three months, four months to reach the place. Yeah, mostly when he uh, wanted to reach from Middle East to Europe, like that. And uh, usually the boat will travel by the direction of the wind. And sometimes when the wind is not there, they will usually bring back the ship to the shore, to the safety. And when uh, there is storm, they can't go. Like that, he used to take three months, four months, to cross a particular place and reach the other continent. Today we see, we can just, uh, you know, get into the flight and, uh, you know, from one end of uh, the world, we can reach the other end by the next 24 hours. And from there, again we can come back to the same place in another 24 hours. How is this possible? This because of the technology, uh, no, latest technology and advancement in travel. Especially planes that takes us, uh, no, so fast, or uh, the signs of the times that we live in. God has put these signs as a signpost to us, 
That's why when we come back to the word of God, we, it, uh, it reminds us that the times which we live, it is not like the times past. We are very near to the coming of the Lord. Amen? And uh, we see it's a big family. Because of a lot of uh, population and the cost factor, today we try to no, uh, put the size of the family within one or two children safely. That is okay in our times. But uh, those times, ten, ten children were, of course, enough for him. He, he might, they, they might have had some five children safely to, uh, no, to bring them up. A middle class family they, at that time would, would have like that. But he was a rich man. So he had ten children. And uh, we see, and his possession was several thousand sheep, three thousand camels, five thousand yoke of oxen, five hundred female donkey, and a very large household. So that uh, this man was the greatest of all the people of the East. Now, today when we read, uh, what is this thousand sheep, thousand camels, and uh, 500 yoke of oxen. Uh, in those days, no camel is like no one of the having one Volvo bus today to travel from one part of the country to the another part. Even uh, they have uh, no all the facilities like bathrooms and uh, uh, no fridge and everything AC everything inside the bus system. Say like that, camels were the no luxurious means of transport in those days. And the oxen, oxen were those uh, which were used for farming and the every purpose. And it's like uh, in today's language saying having a, no, uh, uh, being rich, having some 500 volos and some uh, 250 jeeps, jeeps and cars and Everything, uh, uh, having Mercedes and BMWs or whatever it is, 250. And then saying, no, still having a very big palatial luxurious house. And, uh, and uh, so that uh, he was the greatest of all the people of the East. It's like saying, such a big, uh, rich man. He is like the Bill Gates of America. No? Who has everything, all the means to do his research, whatever he is. He is the biggest man in that world, computer world. He is the leader of all this uh, industry itself. Like that, Job was the richest and greatest man in all the people of the East, we see that East was the no, crucible of the civilization of all times. People have come from the East. If you take uh, every culture, we somehow ha have the relationship towards the East. Always that Eastern influence would be there. Even Europe, uh, all the settlements happened in uh, the beginning of the chapter of Genesis, where initially though everybody lived around that place, around that Middle East, uh, which we call as today Iraq and uh, no nation of Israel and Iran, around that place. All the people settled there. Actually, when God initially told to humans, what did He tell? In Genesis. Yes, that is the main command He gave everyone. Go, fill the whole earth, the whole earth with humans. Get multiplied and rule over the earth and he gave dominion to them. Amen? And uh, the one thing that people did was God told go everywhere. They did, what they did, 
they all gathered together in one place and uh, lo and behold the heart of man was evil after sin has come through adam and everybody started pursuing to build a great tower where they didn't want god to disturb them they wanted a god for themselves even today we see that is what is happening whether we like it or not in today's world people may not have an idol to worship but they have their own idols in the television american idols here indian idols there are no asian idols and whatever fills our heart is idol to us amen whatever fills our heart most of the time what is what is our thinking that we do most of the time what makes us no this makes us to desire after it if that desire is not towards god then it becomes an idol no at that time people got scattered you know first when god created the earth there was group of seas and group of land that means one whole land and one whole sea today we have atlantic arctic no and here mediterranean sea there and uh, now arabian sea and uh, every kind of different seas and we have continents that are divided if we see after god found that man has disobeyed his commandment to go and fill the earth god confused the language of people and they all got confused with one another and because of that no they left because of confusion they left to different places and we know today's language each language who is the origin of it no we uh, no when uh, we ask the people who do research in the language they say it came this came from this language that might have come from that language but uh, truly if we take each language evolved around the other, other language up to a certain level but each language has its own origin that means a particular person a people were already speaking a particular language and because of that that language grew it is god who no divided the language so uh, i was uh, seeing from the bible and uh, recently no was uh, i was seeing which was the first language that adam and eve spoke it was a no kind of confusing thing <laughs> because in the babylon all the different languages what are uh, tamil english chinese and uh, mandarin and uh, european languages uh, different languages and uh, american language south american languages all the different languages you know uh, came out of all these things but what was the first language that adam and eve spoke when we see the bible we can see the traces of the hebrew being the first language so that's why we see no god never called any person in the genesis no especially in the genesis based on that language but hebrew was the first language that through which god called a person as a hebrew who was that person first person 
Moses. Before that, any big founders. Moses was one of the founder, one of the founder, and a great man in Israel who delivered Israel. Noah, Noah, Noah is a very, but Noah was not an Israelite, no. Of course, Noah was a full founding fathers like a, we take from Adam. Noah was a very important person to whom everybody got divided. Abraham, exactly. Abraham was called the Hebrew. And before that, if you if you take Noah's sons, no, same same was uh, no called by God as the God of Shem, God of Shem, and Japheth and Ham, the other sons of Noah, three sons. So the Japheth and Ham, they all you know uh, formed different nations. To this, uh, this son came, whom God blessed, Abraham came, Abraham the Hebrew. And there he calls God of shame. Shame, here he calls Abraham the Hebrew. And what's the connection is, in between, we see, if we take from Adam, Adam lived just, no, up to, uh, just before the flood, nearly 900 something years he lived. And the next person through Adam was no Noah's grandfather. He lived up to that. And no Noah's son same lived up to the time of Abraham. Now you know who the, that one language you know stayed and through that we know whatever we speak our children speak. So God somehow he separated this line of people and through Abraham the nation of Israel came. The uh, nation of Israel were called in the, uh, in the book of Exodus as the Hebrew people. So, today, when we see the nation of Israel after coming back, again, as the promises, uh, promise God gave to them in the Old Testament, He again has brought the same pure tongue back to the nation of Israel. Today, if you go to the nation of Israel, they speak the pure Hebrew language. And through that we know God from the beginning has used this language. It's a very rich language uh, through which all things we come to understand. So, why, why I said this is, no, God has his own way. When people rebelled, the world got separated. Today's five continents, it got separated and all the different languages lived each in one place and they evolved over time. And today, we see God has placed people in each country who speak different languages Make them seek God. You understand? Babylon, in Babylon, what people try, all try to come together and rebel against God and have their own God. And God brought confusion to dividing people through languages so that He spread people around the world and divided the world. That's why. It was very hard for people to cross from one country to the other. But something is happening today. Notice it. Anybody can go to any part of the world by getting a visa. That too we don't need so much time. We can easily get it. Money is the only factor. 
No, even for a for an excursion, people want to go. They want to take a trip. Where do they go? Singapore, then Dubai, or Europe. What? From one continent to another continent, just for excursion, for seeing and enjoying, having some nice time and coming back. All these things show show us that. No, we are in the time of the end. But here we see in the book of Job. No, uh, his he had those uh, those uh, ten sons and so much uh, sheep and oxen and camels and donkeys and the big household he was having, and his sons would go and feast in their houses each on his appointed day. And would send and invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. So we know how young people would like to enjoy. No, Job's sons were like that. Just like uh, no, whatever. Uh, when we are young, we try to enjoy our, our best. No, that's why uh, no Solomon, uh, Solomon who wrote this book of Ecclesiastes, he said like this. No. Young man, do what you want, but at the end, no. Remember, you have to give account for everything. So please remember your Creator in the days of your youth. When you become old, you will you will be thinking, I wasted all my time for nothing. So make sure you remember your Creator in the days of your youth. What a nice advice! So here we see the sons; they would uh, give feast regularly, and their sisters, three sisters, would come to their house to have feast. And uh, we see Job was such a godly man that in the fifth verse. It says like this. So it was when the days of feasting had run their course that Job would send and sanctify them, and he would rise early in the morning and offer burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, "It may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts." Thus Job did regularly. We see, yes, young people, we know. That no, usually in parties they have wine. Yeah, in those days they had wine too. There was no substitute. A real party they want to kick in. Bring some good wine. On the marriage of Cana, what they had? Yeah, wine. When we tell as wine, now most of the spiritual. Kind of kind of spiritual people, they call themselves. They say, no, 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 sir. I've seen many people say it was just red juice. But if you take the scripture and see the the master who served the wine, who who was in charge of the wine, when Jesus did the wine, he said, this is the best wine that we see served at the last. Usually, first they sell the best wine, and when they don't have wine to supply to people anymore, they give less quality wine. But the wine that Jesus created was the best wine. Who told? The master of the ceremony told. That means, usually, wine is wine. It has. Uh, no, when it is fermented and uh, kept for a long time, what happens? That alcohol will automatically get added, and we see it was the best wine. Means definitely people would have got drunk on the day of that marriage at Cana of Galilee. Say one drunkard had come, <laughs> what could have happened? Jesus wine would have. Taken a lot, and you would have got them. See, the problem is not with God. The problem is with us. God has not created all things for us 
bread to strengthen our heart, wine to give joy. Okay? But as man goes out of control, what happens? The same wine becomes a negative thing for the man who, has, who gets drunk. See, it is like a knife. Knife, is it a good thing or a bad thing? Correct. It is neither good nor bad. It is according to how we use it. Uh, uh, when it is in the hands of a not chef or uh, somebody who cooks nicely, we cut the onions and uh, every other thing to make rasam sambar and uh, no and uh, chicken curry or mutton curry and uh, whatever it is we want, we cut it and nicely we cook it and it is a blessing. The same nice knife gets into the hand of a murderer and he has it in his pocket. It is good or not? Very bad it becomes. Because he might be thinking about to kill somebody with that knife. And he, when he uses it against that person, it becomes an evil instrument. So, where is the evil actually? In the knife or in the person who uses it? Exactly. In the person who uses it. So wine is also good. That's why Jesus did the wine. Just to make sure that we all understand that wine is not an untouchable thing. It is a good thing, but it should be used as I told. If it is used within no as a just as a within a limit. And if people don't get drunk. It is good only. That's why we see, you know, if it was, it was something evil, Job would have stopped. Stop. Don't do it. But he would have also told his sons. He, he was a very godly father. He would have told his sons, see, don't get drunk during the party. You have it. You know, I give you the freedom. You go. Celebrate. Take your sisters for the party, but do not get drunk, please. No, God is seeing your life, you would have told you, told them. God is seeing you, and you cannot get away from God, you would have told them. He is a very godly father. But see, he, he not only would have advised them, uh, we usually see many parents advise their children. But after that, they don't do the most necessary thing for their children. The most necessary uh, was, see, in the fifth verse, uh, Job 1st chapter 5th verse, he was telling like this. Scripture says, So it was when the days of the feasting had run their course, that Job would send and, send and sanctify them. Uh, it is like consecrate them, separate them. Uh, it was not just a small party for one hour. Huh? Days of feasting, that means one day, two day, three day, four day, and maybe a week they would have taken their feast. No, first day they would have, uh, no, they would have supplied some, uh, no, fish along with the seafood. Now today we see all the great hotels do that. Second day, chicken, chicken. Third day, mutton. And uh, fifth day, Chinese food. Sixth day, they end with Thai food. Something that we don't usually see. And like that, days of fishing. But at the end of it, Job would call them, call them and separate them, and what he will do, see, he would sanctify them, he would send and sanctify them, and he would rise early in the morning and offer burnt offering according to the number of them all. 
That means how many of them were there? According to that number, for each one, he would sacrifice. He, he would tell their name, Lord, this is my first son. I sacrifice for him, Lord. And what does that sacrifice represent? That times. It is Jesus. It, we are looking towards, uh, behind we are looking towards the cross. They looked forward to, towards the cross, right? In the Old Testament times. So, here Job would tell the names one by one of the sons and he would offer the burnt offerings. No? And uh, he says, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus Job did regularly. What a godly man Job is that he was so concerned about the thinking that was going on in the, in the, in his children as he knew, as he knew that not as young people when they go, sometimes they might, might have got beyond the limited level and without control they do, they would have spoken something bad against God and he did sacrifice all these things and he did all these things because he kind of, he was so careful in the fear of God that he didn't even want his children to think a wrong thought against God. What a wonderful, you know, man Job is in the sight of God and even today as we see, he is a great man because he was not only concerned about his own thinking, he was concerned about the thinking of his children too. That he didn't want uh, any wrong thinking or any word uh, spoken against God. Today, how many of us are really no kind of living like that? I do not know. But God wants us to live like that. God is searching for a, even today he is searching for men whose life is like that of Job. No, it is a wonderful thing to see such a father having so much concern for their children that he prays regularly and that he, how much Job himself he would have kept himself in the fear of the Lord, how much he would have no control he would have had in his thought life. Think about it. If he thinks that his children should not think around that, how much more he would have lived. That is why God said that, the, that the Job was blameless and upright and one who feared God and Sunday. When God testifies, it is the truth. Say truth. When God says something about you, it is the truth. When we say about ourselves, what is that? That is not truth. That is from a, no. Sometimes half truth may be there, but sometimes we try to speculate and make ourselves big in the eyes of people. But when God says, speak to, speaks about us, it is the truth. That's why, uh, in, a, in, a, uh, in other words, we should always allow God to speak to us. Lord, where am I, Lord, in my life? Speak to me, Lord. How I am living? How is my thought process? Is this pleasing you or not? Lord, speak to me. Let me hear. When, uh, no, Samuel did not understand the word of the Lord, the priest, Eli, Two times he didn't understand, it was God who was speaking to Samuel. Third time he understood immediately, Holy Spirit would have, no, switched on his mind and said, 
you Eli, you understand I am trying to speak. Then he said, this time if any voice you hear, here I am, your servant, Lord, speak and hear it. You see that? That is the best position we can know ourselves. We want to know ourselves, speak Lord, your servant is hearing. That is the best way to know ourselves. If we know ourselves first right, then we can know about others. Amen? And then, see, from this earthly sea, suddenly it's shifting to the heavenly sea. In the verse 6, it says like, it says like this, it, uh, the Job's life, uh, no, uh, uh, we see it's a flash on the screen, on the, no, it's like a flip, flip, on the opening screen, Job, uh, God says about Job, then his, uh, no, his sons, uh, his family, and uh, the great riches, and they show this, uh, uh, no, the opening scene of the flip. No, where uh, the next thing was, no, Job, a godly man was sacrificing. And uh, he feared God. He, he called his sons one by one and sacrificed for them, prayed for them, and said to them, advised them. And he also lived a perfect life. And suddenly the scene shifts. No, the camera is shown what is happening in heaven. In the, uh, verse 6, now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan also came among them. And seventh verse, and the Lord said to Satan, from where do you come? So Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro on the earth and walking, from walking back and forth on it. Here it is, the opening scene in heaven. There was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. We know that all, whether devil or any spirits or anything that is present, good angels, bad angels, they all present to the Lord on a particular day. It is like a court. No? When the court opens, people come and they present themselves to the church. Like that. On that particular day, people come, the angels, sons of God are nobody other than angels who come before him and present them. And Satan also came among all the angels. And uh, no, God was asking this question, question to Satan. From no, where do you come? Did God know where Satan was going and uh, coming? God knew it. No? He is present everywhere. But he, he wanted uh, to initiate a dialogue with Satan. So he was asking, Where do you come? come uh, from where do you come? Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro on the earth and from walking back and forth. Satan can't stay uh, in a particular place. He always goes here and there, back and forth, forward and backward. Why Satan goes like that? He takes no rest. Why? This this one thing Jesus said. John 10, 10. I have come to give life to you life more abundantly. But Satan comes to steal, kill and destroy you. So, what for Satan was going to and fro? Yes. With confidence, confidence you can say. He was wanted to steal somebody. He wanted to kill somebody. He wanted to destroy somebody. That is why God here saw Satan and was asking this and he was answering. He has no rest. See, one thing we see here is he was going back and forth to and fro. That means uh, he is not pr present 
the record of what we have done on earth who we have lived on earth for who who we have tried to please on earth that will stay for ever and ever that is why no if we if we ever want a challenge it is a challenge from the lord you stay blameless you stay no always in the fear of the lord and you stay in the fear of the lord that you might shun evil if you really fear god you will say not to evil even if evil tries to no hold your throat and say do this you will be saying no i can't do that i hate you evil because i love god who has given me this life who has given me a purpose who loves me so much he has given his life for me i pray that god might help us realize that like job if we could make god no confess us before satan that will be the greatest life we can live on earth whether president obama in the today's time confesses us as some great person or some bill gates recognizes us or some some other political leaders or our own no in our nation if somebody recognizes or not it doesn't matter that 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 is all will come when we live for god when we live for god all the other recognition also might come because for job what what is being said he was the greatest man in the east how did that recognition come he feared god he lived for god he stayed away from evil automatically god blessed everything i pray as we know finish things here may god give this as a challenge to our heart will my name in the same place will my name god be able to confess before satan we should think we should no reach for that place lord help me live for you completely sold out like job help me fear you lord not men not for men i should live not for not to please some higher uh, no higher authorities in my uh, workplace or in my home or anywhere but be always pleasing to you in all situations lord if we take that challenge today i believe something great is going to happen very soon as we pursue this life very soon the mighty hand of god will be shown forth in our lives amen hallelujah god's mighty arm will become our strength let us pray lord jesus thank you lord for the wonderful time that you have given yes lord job was the excellent man in your eyes lord that you were able to say before satan see this man have you seen this man he is the best he is the best hallelujah there is none like him who fears god and shuns evil one who worships me oh lord i pray may the testimony in our lives also be the same one day when we come to give account may our lives reveal such a testimony lord so that your greatness could be revealed like the life of job in our lives too lord Lord I pray may your mighty hand come upon us Lord I pray Lord may the holy spirit touch Lord deeply within us deeply within us even as we Lord go forward our master Lord may we remember the goodness of the Lord in in the in the days we are living Lord once 
we die, it is all gone, Lord. We can no more, uh, no change our records. But the time that you have given for us on the earth, I pray, Lord, that we uh, may be used all of our lives, inside out, every second, hour, day, and week, and month, and decade, and until the end of our life for your glory, so that your name might be glorified, Lord Jesus. Thank you for everything. May your hand be upon everyone, Lord, everyone. Everyone, touch every person, O Master, who have heard your word, Lord. Lord, may your voice Lord, today, that has come strongly, Lord. May it speak in the heart of every person, O Master. Jesus, we bless you, we bless you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for everything that you have been doing for us, Lord. Lord Jesus, thank you for the Calvary tree, uh, which uh, makes uh, us to be blameless before you today, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for your blood that makes us blameless before you, Lord Jesus. Uh, help us live, live, live for you in Jesus' name, O oh Lord. We pray your mighty anointing come upon every person, O oh Master, who is hearing this. And may your blessing Come heavily on their lives, Lord. And bless them all, Lord. Bless them all, Lord. Jesus, yeah, Lord, we all fail in many things. But you are the God who perfects us. Perfects us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for Job's life. May we learn much more in the coming weeks and months, Lord. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray. Amen. God bless every one of you.